0: Here we are. Here is another episode of the Marketing Ops Now podcast series. Everybody has a plan until they got punched in the mouth. I believe it was Mike Tyson who said that. Well, the same happens to many marketing leaders. There is not one marketing leader out there without a strategy, but as soon as reality kicks in, it kicks in hard. So what is the problem? No, wait, what is the solution? Although the problem is big, the solution might be easier than we all think it is. Hi, Rolf, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Not too bad. Thanks, Franz, for having me again for our next podcast. More than happy to be with you.
0: And this one is really a nice one. It's about strategy execution and how to make sure that the strategy that is always working well is executed well. And that's a favorite topic
1: I think of you
0: and me because we both developed models around this, right? Absolutely.
1: The interesting part for me, Francis, quite honestly, um, the whole notion of marketing planning and planning cascaded down to to operations uh, to task level is pretty old. Quite honestly, it's nothing new. It gets more evidence today because you have more tasks, more channels, more activities to be managed. But the whole notion of that is nothing new at all. But it gets more evidence and more pressure currently.
0: Yes, and, and maybe mm-hmm. you recognize this. I When I speak to CMOs and they need a piece of software to manage this entire process and keep track of the performance, the first thing they say is, I just want one push of a button and know exactly what everybody is doing. And my answer normally is, no, you don't. That's micromanagement. You have better things to do. You have to be concerned with your strategy if people are working on the right things and if we're still on the right track. And this is, I think, where cascading models really help. And and cascading, we just discussed it in our preparations where we talk about strategy, tactics, and operations, real operations. And strangely enough, you might say that marketing ops is a real linking pin, a, a kind of middle layer between that strategy and execution of campaigns and talks and, and create, creation of collateral um, so i i've created co-created over the years a six-layer model oh there's one nice uh, um, anecdote that i learned from one of my clients um, from the team actually and the team member said if we uh, follow the planning as um, implemented in the software tool i will miss my deadlines <laughs> <laughs> of course no what doing. So we've created this six layer model together with a bunch of CMOs over the years. Uh, and I've seen in your book that you have a beautiful, uh, very similar cascading type of thing. So we're really on the same page. And I would love mm-hmm. you to elaborate on that.
1: Can you yeah. talk us through that? I'd uh, love to, love to. This is probably a topic which comes out directly straight off of my heart. Um, and the story behind is the following. Um, in my previous life, when I was um, head of marketing at SAP, we found out one day, it was 2008 already, we found out that our marketing planning is pretty much broken. So we are executing like hell, thousands of activities, pretty similar as we described it before, but you have no idea um, how do those activities contribute to which sort of KPI? No idea, number one. Number two, um, some of my colleagues already got some sort of burnouts because we execute it like hell and you have no way just to reduce the number of activities. So what is important and what is not important? You had no chance, basically, to judge on that. So in in terms of managing activities and operations properly with high-quality standards, you need to reduce the number of activities and get more focused into the game. So it all went back to go back to the drawing board, go back to planning. This was your notion about.
0: That's a very nice example at SAP. And I wonder what the results were. I, I once spoke to... Uh, the marketing ops people of bank of america mm-hmm. and they presented this to an audience so i'm uh, i'm allowed to share this and it's some time back but what they did is really map out okay what are the main goals the tactical goals and the operational goals as you state in your model and they found out that after this exercise 20 to 40 percent of what they were doing were not related to the strategy so that was
1: an immediate relief of workload. Absolutely. And and the question is also, number one, what is important, what is not important, in terms of priorization. Number two is also, um, which sort of target market are we looking for? Is it um, existing customers, is this brand new customers? And how does this basically derive down to a level of um, campaign architectures? Everything not being discussed and defined. And then at the end, you end up with thousands of activities, those pieces are not connected to to each other and coming back to your initial statement if you're just trying to look for what everybody is doing via a fancy dashboard no, the dashboard is just the result at the end of the process it's it's not the, the primary target primary target should be to say everything what we do is in line with strategy has some sort of objective behind has a kpi behind and we have a clear way to prioritize on what we are doing. So, as you said at the beginning, sometimes it's, it's it's interesting to see that people are just looking for some sort of dashboard. Sometimes I do have the feeling they are just looking for the dashboard to control their staff. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that, <laughs> but um, this should not be the case. Let me give you two two examples which which I find funny. And it's the book I wrote in 2008, and it's a the marketing planning marketing operations is some sort of long flight, long distance flight, and um, and it's still valid and vivid as of today. For example, we just had a, a project with a fast-moving consumer good company producing a marmalade jam, basically. And what they found out pretty much, they said, also, we need to have some dashboards and funny things like that, as you said. But when you look back, the dashboard is not your problem. You have not aligned processes around trade marketing, marketing, sales in the field. So the basically, the mobile sales representatives going out to the stores to the point of sale, sometimes they have their own campaigns activities which are not linked to marketing, which are not linked to trade marketing. So basically you have thousands of different activities in the room which are not linked at all. So coming back to you, it's not an issue about your dashboard, but first of all, get started with what is my strategy? What is my objective? What is my focus market? What am I I trying to achieve, and what is the KPI behind?
0: So these things you just described, I think, are sometimes in place, but how do you make that actionable, right? I I mean, plans are out there, and, and, you know, we can pave the roads with with new plans, but how do you really set this into motion?
1: The the question is, um, I agree with you, um, pretty often strategy and plans, everything is in place, but do people really execute against those strategies and those plans? Since what I found out, um, three companies, two FMCGs, fast-moving consumer good companies, and one retail. So they have been setting up their plans at the beginning of the year. But basically, those plans were just the, the, the initial starting point for getting budgets. Yeah, And afterwards, uh, the plans changed all over time. But the plans in the background or the activities have been changing. And the plans have never been changed never been updated anymore again so you just produce the plan just to get the monies you yeah? know it's the initial ticket yeah for getting money and then the actual execution was something completely different so and and as you say marketing operations is a it's a vivid tool yeah it's not stable it's not casted in stone you have your strategy you have your focus topics and you need to be precise in content what are you trying to communicate um, that's why I left, um, in your model also the, the program layer, please describe on one page what are you trying to com- communicate. Not tactics, not channels, but there is some sort of, if you're the target group, how can I make um, a difference with you? That I activate you in a certain way and how can I do that? What is the triggering point to make Franz Riemersma do something? And if this is not as described, forget about the entire planning. And if you say it like this, is there, um, we talked about cascading
0: planning, uh, is that top down, is it bottom up and, and where is Agile in this?
1: Um, I, I do think, at, or at least I wrote the book, Marketing Planning by Design in 2008 already. And I guess we've been running, i 35, 40 workshops and projects um, over the last couple of years. Um, I do think you should have uh, two, two streams. One stream is straightforward from the strategy down to a prioritization level, KPIs, program level with contents behind and cascaded to a campaign activity level down to a task level. But then circle back upwards to say, well, based on our experiences, looking at KPIs, plus all the processes and how we execute it, we circle it back upwards to say, um, dear head of marketing, yes, the plans worked or the process worked, or where do we, do we need to change things? So, from a macroscopic level, you go down to a microscopic level, encircle the results and intermediate lessons learned, then back to a macroscopic level. It's something like um, I got my PhD in organization learning. Um, it's something like organization learning, really. Yeah? And do something, execute, learn out of that, and take those lessons learned then into f- future actions.
0: And if those future actions and learnings impact the uh, initial KPIs, how, how do you deal with that? Do you change the
1: KPIs because the results are different or the other way around? Um, I, I would first of all have a look at it to say, were those KPIs we both have been setting up, were those realistic? Yeah? Okay, Yeah, that's, that's a good question, fair question. Or has market conditions changed significantly in the meantime? So there might something be coming in, in between, which is fair enough. It should not be a remote discussion in terms of saying, yes, I can I will not take the I will take the execution to say something has changed. No, but fair enough, have a proper perspective on has something changed in the meantime. That's one thing. Number two, if something has changed, yeah, you need probably to change all of the KPIs. Might be the case. Absolutely, yes. But it should be maybe a discussion between the head of marketing and the brand manager or whoever really just say, yeah, something changed? Yes, we need to change it, and learn and continue learning all those. There's a good company which, which I love is, in Germany, it's Beerstorf, Nivea brands, and but what Beerstorf has been doing and implemented, I guess it took him something like seven years. They have some sort of flexible planning process they implemented. So at the beginning of the year, I give you a couple of hundred thousand euros for certain activities following the brand and the strategy. And then in the intermediate time, tr- talking about agile, We monitor how well you have been able to execute against your initial KPIs and plans and objectives. And if anything is working well, good. If it's working super good, you get even more money. So we get more pressure. I give you more money on that. If it's not working, we just stop it. And we have some sort of flexible budget in the middle where everybody might hand in project proposals, campaign proposals to say, I have a new idea. Let me test it out and they have a premium or they implemented some sort of premium to, to judge on those proposals so that you have always flexible planning as planning is a permanent part of, of ourselves, of our lives, which I love very much, yeah? It's not stable, cast it in stone, but something we need to twist and tw- turn around every time.
0: Yeah, and I, I see that there's this distinction between managers needing the planning and the control and, and see if they're still on track performance-wise and the, and the people really doing the work on a daily basis need to be able to growth hack. And that's something you see more and more. So with biasdorf would you be able to say a percentage of the budget and planning and campaigns that was allocated to, let's say, growth hacking or experimenting?
1: Now I guess what, what they told me is, and that's the reason why, why I cite this, this case, is just to say we opened up the entire budget for being flexible. Yeah. Huh? So we have some media bookings, yes, for sure, which are pretty much stable. But everything else, we just twist and turn around however we can. So if your activities are not performing against KPIs, you need to come back to the table and tell us why. Yeah. So if you have an ongoing process on on planning, execution, reporting, learning, and then probably either stopping projects and campaigns or setting up new ones.
0: That's interesting. So for um, an energy company I worked for, they had a similar structure like in Beiersdorf, but they had a two tier type of thing. So first, they start out with one model and anything above Mm -hmm. 50,000, you had to uh, request for a board and to explain why this would be good and a success. Anything below um, you could not request and this is where they started to talk about corporate growth hacking, which is mm-hmm. really a marketing uh, and marketing ops type of thing. So um, in, in the case of Bayersdorf, your example, was there a kind of a board and what are those criteria they are using if you submit a plan?
1: Yes, the board I guess if I recall it correctly was consisting out of the CMO as well as his direct report basically. So the leadership team came together and said we have some sort of monthly reporting and we look through all campaign activities, how they are performing against the objectives and if you should continue, yes or no. I'm not sure if they had something like a threshold as you described it. But from my 20 years in corporate organizations, if you define something like a threshold of 50,000 euros, what's going to happen? From now on, all projects will be 49,800 euros, yeah, just in order not to fall into the range of, being scrutinized by the board. yeah. So I'm not sure if this really helps you because um, um, more projects will run below the threshold of 50,000 euros. I'm not sure if this is going to happen since there's a lot of creativity in the place where people, if you set some sort of threshold, will do everything on this planet just in order to mitigate around your threshold definition
0: yeah absolutely right. yeah the, the the media budget was included, so you're easily above that number, but i I, I hear you. and it was more about you know small social campaigns, uh, making sure that works or uh, you know merged audiences with LinkedIn. how do you set up that and make sure you you give it a try uh, depending on uh, but that but that that's an interesting uh, uh, conversation. so all right, so we talked about the strategy. Uh, uh, we talked about. Uh, Tactics, basically, I, I like the Biersdorf uh, example. And and how do we keep track of the daily tasks and, and, and those kind of things and the measurements uh, behind all this? So how do we uh, capture the data and make sure that we're still on track and that people
1: do their stuff? Yes, it's it's, it's, um, um, it's still, uh, let me go back one step since before we come down to something like a task level. Um, I Before the, the preparation of this, this podcast, I've wrote down bunches, I have a full page just of examples, you know, to give where this simple methodology we just described is not being followed. One example, um, retail company, they're producing forty-three or forty-four million leaflets being sent to private households every week. 44 million alone in Germany. Yeah? And but the whole leaflet production is not linked to marketing communication, um, what's happening at the point of sale in the stores, so there are three or four different universes. No connection between, neither in terms of planning um, on activity level, nor in terms of content, which is amazing still as of today. Or another good example is um, all the fast-moving consumer goods company where they found out basically that all the briefings do not really – fit into strategy, because um, all the briefings and all the execution, basically, their marketing campaigns and stuff they've been setting up are just on um, freewheeling, to phrase it that way. Yeah. So there's, there's no link. So before we go down to operations and task management, yeah, already the, the background, the, the core, the, the basic stones are missing, since it's not linked. There's no content behind. What are you trying to tell me?
0: Yeah, that's fascinating because based on this six layer model, we developed another concept, which is called the one briefing document, which means I saw briefings all over the place to agencies internally, strategic ones, uh, uh, tactical ones and, and operational ones, but they didn't talk to each other. So it didn't cascade down. So I said from now on, you'll have one briefing that goes all the way from up there with a goal to down below and saying, okay, this social ad is linked to that strategy, you know, yeah. and not to micromanage, but just to make sure that those thousand, ten thousand social ads fit to the strategy and belong
1: to that same briefing. Um, absolutely, but then you create most probably another danger or at least something might happen. There's a couple of briefings I saw were briefings on 15, 20 pages. Yeah? And because you don't know what to say, you write in everything. The market conditions, consumer behavior, yada, yada, yada. So the whole enchilada, and what you're what you're missing is the point. What are you trying to trigger? I'm trying to trigger Franz Riemersma to do something specific, buy my product, yeah, or whatever I'm trying to do, or changing perception, yeah. I don't care what you're trying to do, but be precise. And um, the toughest thing is writing a crisp, to the point briefing, where you really precisely address what is the problem, um, how am I trying to move the the behavior of somebody from a to b and what should be the triggering point, the reason why the reason to believe and be precise on that so the hardest thing is when coming to briefings is number one get them under one umbrella number two be crystal clear from the content perspective
0: i, I love this because that was indeed something that uh, um in the next level uh, we sh- should have done but what we did is um with the briefing we included the definition of success. So when are we successful on each level, strategic, tactical, and operational? And we also had in there a single-minded proposition. So what is the proposition to this specific audience? And any before we talked about uh, campaigns or even channels that we were including, mm-hmm. they have to relate back to that specific single-minded proposition. What are we proposing to whom, through which channel? And And that way we forced people to think about does this add value and and that's to your point
1: yeah and, and uh, france coming back to the cascading marketing planning and marketing operations I, I do think in the majority of the cases you the content is not suitable yeah you're not deep enough in the content in terms of what you say what is the value proposition you're trying to communicate yeah how and why should this be relevant tell me precisely and um, everybody is very quickly into looking into channels should we go Pinterest, Facebook, or media, or TV, or whatever? I don't care, since since all the channels is just some sort of an enabler for communicating something to somebody else. Nothing else. So it's 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 not the objective by itself, yeah. Just to be present on TV or something like that. Yeah. And you're mixing up channels with objectives, and and uh, yeah. So and the the problem is pretty often, even if you have a marketing planning process. And the operations has been pretty well set up. The content is, is bad or is lacking behind.
0: Yeah. And, and the beauty is if you have such a, a briefing that links the three layers together, you can then backtrace and say, OK, but this piece of content contributed to the tactics or the strategy even in such and so uh, way, uh, even defining a percentage like this took the bulk or just a small part. Maybe We should rethink it. And
1: and the idea with the briefing is all the brilliant, then you get different parties like sales, trade marketing, marketing, marketing operations, however those those units have been named, and you force them to sit together and basically sign, sign physically a joint document. Yeah. Yes, we swear by blood that this is the this should be the way to go into the market. Cool yeah. stuff, yeah. I just need to find means and ways to get everybody together and say. None of you guys will get any money from me until you have not signed the document jointly. And don't come back later and complain because you guys, you signed it jointly.
0: I, I love that. yeah. the the briefing document was basically uh, um, a functional design for configuring the software that we were implementing. and so you couldn't request any budget if you didn't complete some of those fields, which were like the single-minded proposition. Uh, you had to be aware what well, am I requesting and trying to achieve. So yeah, very much on the same uh, point.
1: Yeah, and coming back to your question earlier, um, if I would have to do the choice between um, getting into details on, on task level and managing tasks, I'd use in the majority of the case, you already have problems on the content level content program level, being cascaded down to some sort of briefings. You're not precise enough. You're not crystally clear what you're trying to achieve. Also talking about KPI frameworks. And then you, you pump in things which are not well thought through into your operations. And then the whole thing explodes. Yeah? And you have thousands of different tasks and people running around like headless chickens.
0: So in summary, we could say in order to make sure that your strategy is executed well, your marketing strategy, there's this strategic level where you have your goals, your KPIs, then you have your tactical level with programs, campaigns, and then uh, the the operational level is it's more content and uh, tasks, and can we say that somehow the, the glue between all those layers and how it circles back from up to down and down and up again, um, are briefings embedded in tooling?
1: I, w- I would say yes, since briefings is the, how would you phrase it, breakpoint between um, us doing the planning, somebody else and external partners like entities helping with the execution, absolutely yes. And particularly, I need to have some sort of joint document where everybody goes in and swears by the, by the love of his wife that um, we're going to execute what we just decided. You know, the, the bigger the organization is, the more I need to implement some sort of focal points where everybody says we can have any discussion, but at one point in time, we all need to come together and sign a certain piece, and then we're going to execute against that.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I remember this as a final point maybe. Um Simo, I know from, from South Africa, he said, if you have a long briefing, you haven't uh, thought it well through. So say more with less words. Otherwise, you don't know what you will get. And it's open for interpretation. So the shorter, the better. And if you embed it in a software tool, it's even better because you just have a limited amount of fields uh, per level in your organization and you can take it from there. Yeah,
1: I, I had to, a couple of days ago, I had a discussion with a couple of guys working um, in advertising agencies and ask them, what do you think about the quality of briefings, Yeah, what is your perception on that? Ha- have the briefings become better over the last years or even worse? So they said, um, neither way, they're still the same as before and we sometimes get briefings on 20, 25, 60 pages where everything is in there and basically if we ask the client, okay, what precisely are we trying to achieve? Tell me that. Then five people come to the table, those five people have different perspectives. And then we as an agency, we're trying to figure out between those five people, what should be the way we should be going. And and it's part, as you said before, I need to have some focal point where everybody's coming together and I I streamline the process and everybody needs to agree on that. And so the briefing is, is a cool instrument.
0: It sounds like it's an um, maybe underestimated uh, cool instrument and not used frequently enough. But for now, I would like to thank you. It was a great, entertaining and insightful podcast. Uh, I learned a lot. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, speak next time.
1: Love to. And I do think when it comes to marketing, planning, marketing operations, uh, the more I talk with you about um, that, the more I do think the story will continue over the next couple of years. Because the more channels we get, the more diver, uh, hydro, heterogeneous target groups we're going to get, the more we need to focus on operations and clients
0: Amen to that. Thank you so much and speak next time. Thanks, Franz. Speak next time.